Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hi, Hal here, coming up on the podcast, Fiona Odlum. It's Friday, fun day with Fiona. Also, Bob Irving previews the Labor Day Classic, and we talk about how Bob ended up at CJOB 45 years ago. Also on the way, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen, please rate the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, and now, the podcast. Christian, what did the Mounties in Saskatchewan say? They sent this out on Twitter. They sent this out on Twitter about half an hour ago. You know, the normal, it's Labor Day. This is is Canada's police force. Yeah. The Saskatchewan branch of the RCMP tweeted out the normal, hey, be careful on the roads, Labor Day long weekend, blah, blah, blah. But the added distraction out there will be cars full of Bombers fans driving with tears in their eyes. (laughs) That's pretty good. Cheeky. That's good. Pretty, it is good, yes. I can't wait to see what Mounties in Manitoba fire back with. They've been busy lately, but... Well, they have been, yes. Yeah, no kidding, eh? Yeah, absolutely. But they, this seems to... I think every year there's some kind of cheeky back and forth yeah. between the offices. And normally, I feel like our RCMP tends to be funnier. There you the go. Manitoba one. Boy, so, you, you have really thrown down the gauntlet now. <laughs> hey, it all... The field is where it all matters, obviously. Yes, but right. We will uh, bring you up to date. Thank you. When the please Manitoba RCMP replies. Yeah, keep an eye on the uh, Manitoba will do. Mounties uh, Twitter feed. And speaking of cheeky and Saskatchewan, <laughs> Fiona Odlum joins us now. Like you are, you are Manitoba through and through. I know uh-huh. this. You just happen to yep. be working for our company Chorus right now in Saskatoon. Yep. Yeah. Which is fine. That's great. <laughs> And I understand you want to maybe have a wager on the game. I certainly do, because you and I chat every Friday. Yeah. And, I mean, it is the big weekend, and um, I I think we need to make a little bet ourselves. Like, I'm nervous. Who's going to win? I'm just saying, our boys look so good right now. And by our boys, I mean Saskatchewan Rough Riders. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) Just to be clear. (laughs) And we are not looking so good right now, as you know. No, you are not. (laughs) No, over the last couple of games. Oh, no. I feel for your little old Matt Nickel having to apologize every time he opens his mouth. (laughs) No, he didn't apologize. Milt had to apologize. Let's get the story straight, Fiona (laughs) Odlum. The week before, though. Oh, I let the team yeah. down. But see, this is what happens. When a team starts to not play well, all this other stuff becomes the story, right? Because we don't yeah. want to talk about how the team is not playing great. And we need a win. Right. If we don't get it, I don't think – I would love to get a win this weekend, Sunday in Saskatchewan. I don't mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. vital that we get the win, but I'd like to get the win or at the very least play well. And then we can come to the Banjo Bowl here and then and then we can win. So, you know. Or I as know. I like to call it, the Labor Day Classic rematch. There you go. Yes. Not the banjo bowl. Well, whatever. P.S. You guys are the ones always there with the foam banjos. Are you really? You come with those. Are you, you guys really, have those. Are you really <laughs> cheering for the riders or are you just doing this to bug me? No, 100%. Let me tell you, when oh. I left Winnipeg over three years ago, yeah. 
it was like liberating. I was gone a month and I ordered my first rider shirt. It was like, <laughs> okay, oh, stop it. I can't oh, have this. I can't have a whole half hour of this on this show. I just can't do it. I'm too much of a, I, I love the bombers too much. I, I can't mm. do this. Let's go to the phone. Yeah. Heather has a comment. She wants to talk oh. to you about something. Uh, Fiona, okay. 204-780-6868. Um, Fiona. Oh, there we go. Go Hi, ahead, Heather. Heather. Hey, Fiona. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Let's have beef and bouquets back. <laughs> that's what you that's what you wanted to say? My personal beef is with Stephen Fletcher today. Oh, okay. Okay, so Stephen Fletcher was on Twitter and decided to sideways compliment his old teacher from Shaftesbury by telling her that she was the hottest teacher he had had and that all the boys had inappropriate thoughts about her. Yeah, and you know... I'm not... I'm yeah. pretty sure that this is not what teachers want to hear going back to school. Right. Yeah. It, no. it, 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 apparently that was on his Twitter feed today. I, uh, listen, I do appreciate the call, Heather. We're talking about bombers <laughs> and stuff right now, and we'll get to that later on, okay? Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Heather. All right. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, there were some interesting uh, mm. interesting tweets today. That's uh, that's for sure. So back oh, to our true. wager because okay. I can't talk yes. I can't talk riders with you uh, for the whole half hour. We have to get <laughs> okay. to our okay. we have to get okay. to our wager here. Now we have had some right. suggestions. Connor took okay. a call uh, from a woman who could not stay on the phone. She said, uh, "You guys should." Uh, oh, here Connor's off the phone now. He can. What? What? Who was it? Do you remember the name? I be- uh, no. I'm sorry. No, I can't. What remember. did she say? A foot rub. Oh, <laughs> now listen. I you am do not want to see my feet. I'm telling you, That's don't not- even. <laughs> you see my feet, you will concede the game. That's you won't fair. even play the game. Won't even be there. <laughs> Just have another pretty- one. Was oh, it another one? Oh yeah, wasn't as as dramatic as that. Yeah. It was a car wash. Okay. A car wash. Oh, a friendly okay. little car wash yeah. later. All right. Okay. Somebody okay. else said okay. we should, uh, the winner, the loser should have to shred their jersey <gasps> on on video and then put it up on CJOB.com so everybody can see. Oh, that would hurt That's so tough, hard. eh? That's a That's tough, tough one. Yeah. No, Ooh, I don't think, uh, I don't think, we can maybe do something on, well, maybe, what could we do? Let's do, I like the video idea. Because we okay, sort of, the, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want to shred my bomber jersey because I like my bomber jersey. I know. I like my rider jersey too. Yeah. Um, this is the thing. You should also know this. I did not tell this to you yet, Broski. I'm coming to town for the rematch next weekend. Oh, are you? So will oh, you be able to yeah, do, baby. will you be able to do Fiona, a Friday fun day with Fiona um, in studio? No, I'll be on the plane at that point. Okay. So I'll well, do it on the plane heading to you. Sorry. All right. But, uh. I'll be there, and uh, I'll be wearing my rider gear in enemy enemy territory. Okay, I'm pretty nervous. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Said, I told my Tim. I told my Tim said. My I, I just got to tell you what Tim just texted yeah. in. Tim said, "Hal, put on the line forty five gallons of Arbor Mist because we know whenever Fiona's oh. on the air with us, she's into the Arbor Mist." Oh, I love me the mist. That's a good one. I could send you some mist. We've got a fine collection here in Moose yeah. Jaw. I'd have to drive drive to the Jaw to get it to you, but they yeah. have a, a wide variety. Okay. <laughs> Taylor says. Taylor says the loser has to sleep with Derek Taylor. Oh, sign me <laughs> That's up. your husband. I'm not sleeping with your husband again. 
again. <laughs> Does that mean I get Jackie in this thing? I don't think so. I don't think that's uh, no, no, Jackie. No, no, no. Okay, let's. Here's what we'll do. Just because now, what is your mascot out there? It's a gopher, right? Gainer the gopher. He's the greatest. Okay, and we of course have Buzz and Boomer. They okay, are, question? in my opinion, the greatest. Pia, questions. Sidebar. Mm. What are Buzz and Boomer? Are They're they birds. chickens? They're birds. They're birds. They're just birds. Okay. Birds. Okay. Yeah. Bluebirds. I know it doesn't make any sense, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> but they're our mascots. Okay. Uh, on video. Yep. The uh, the loser on video <laughs> has to say nice, wonderful things for at least thirty seconds about the winning team's mascot. That way, I like that, Fiona, because that way I'm not really saying nice things about your team or vice versa. (laughs) Okay. But we're, it's still, I would not want to have to talk for 30 seconds nicely about your gopher. (laughs) Gainer is so sweet. He wears a little bow tie. I bet he does. Okay. I, oh, okay. Buzz and Boomer, 30 seconds shout out. I won't have to do it. So yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Handshake (laughs) over the, uh, handshake over the tie line here. It's done. Done, done, yeah. done. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was worried yeah. I was going to have to kiss my cousin or something, you being in Saskatchewan. That's what we expect from Manitoilet. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, did you just call us Manitoilet? <laughs> I've never Heck heard yeah. that one. That is flushed. terrible. <laughs> That's original. Wow. You've been flushed. <laughs> we have to take a break. I'm not sure Fiona's going to be here when we come back. 141 at CJOB. Hal Anderson here in Manitoba, and there in Saskatchewan, <laughs> it's Fiona Odlum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to have the whole commercial break to come up with that no, one, No, I you? didn't even come up with that. I didn't. It was a listener. And I one listener, <laughs> says, one listener said, hey, Hal, you should open up the phones and get nicknames for Saskatchewan. And then the next text message came in with that, and I said, no need for a contest. Fiona is in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, I'm excited about this bet. I am now. I've, okay. What we should do because you and I are both fairly active on Twitter. Yeah. Why don't we live tweet during the game? Okay. You want to yeah. do that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's live tweet during the game. Oh, <laughs> and can I tell you something else? Because a few weeks ago, you and I talked about it was something ghostly we were talking about. I can't remember what it was. Okay, I saw your tweet. Yes. What was that? Okay, so I put this on my social media. It's on Twitter, at Hal Anderson. It's also on my Facebook page, uh, Hal Anderson and Hal Anderson Productions. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's on Instagram, Hal Anderson 34 This picture, go and I check this you out. Get that, you get that 34 in there. I love this it. Picture, <laughs> this picture is a picture that was taken. You know how uh, Google has the, the street view? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This picture is from Google Maps Street View, and uh-huh. it's of uh, a cemetery in Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and sunny out. You can see the sunshine in the picture, but around peeking around the tree, the big tree in the picture, is a super gray, ghostly face. You can make it out. It's the face of a little girl. And yeah. then off in the distance, do you see the cloaked figure? 
Yeah, what was that? It's a cloaked figure. I don't like it. I I got the I got the gooseies right now. I, I don't know. Like this. And people are going crazy. I put it up last night. I th- I thought saw it and I thought, wow, this is really kind of cool. And I put it up, and it's one of the most active tweets I've ever put out there. Like it's crazy. Really? Oh yeah, but go and check it out. It's very scary. On Twitter, I know who it is. It's and on Facebook. It's a Aretha. It's Aretha and John oh, McCain oh, hanging out. Oh, don't even go. It's too soon. <laughs> It's too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. All right. Uh, did you see any yeah. of the uh, McCain family with the coffin when they walked up one by oh one? To, oh, it was heartbreaking. Oh, I felt so bad for Megan McCain. Oh, she was oh, crying so hard. And then right oh. now, the, the nine-day funeral for Aretha Franklin continues. Uh, it's been going on forever <laughs> and ever. We took a little bit of it earlier because yeah. Bill Clinton was speaking earlier. Nice. Yeah. yeah. A couple, I, I of, couple of really great people. The... Very talented people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think I caught a load of Ariana Grande singing. I mean, absolutely incredible. Just right. so so at the at Aretha's mm-hmm. um, funeral today. You know, yeah, I uh, I was not a big Aretha. Uh, sorry, uh, Ariana Grande fan. Ariana? I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of hers. But then I saw her do carpool karaoke with James Corden, and I like her a lot <laughs> yeah. better now. That was pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she, like, that carpool karaoke is Huge. one of my most favorite things yeah, on there. me too. It's so great. Yeah. Actually, it was really funny because um, he does that other thing where he'll, he'll like, go to someone's work and be like, okay, I'm going to take over your job for mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. And he went and he did that for the Backstreet Boys in Vegas. And I watched that thing on YouTube probably 47 times. Yeah. To the point that I bought concert tickets. I'm going to go see the Backstreet Boys. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I bought them for Derek for his birthday, and he was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's fun. No. no. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Hey, uh, before you, I know you've got a couple things you want to touch on. I just wanted to say our friend Carol up in Fraserwood, apparently they sold out of pierogies at that event. They had the, uh, all you, not the all you can eat, but the pierogi dinner nice. they had. And uh, yeah. she sent me pictures the other day of them pinching more pierogies because apparently they have their Western hoedown. Don't ask. I didn't ask either. Uh, their Western <laughs> hoedown is coming up on uh, Saturday, September 15th. And I said I would I would mention that. Now, this one's going to be a Bud, Spud, and Steak at the Western hoedown up in Fraserwood. With a side of pierogies. I guess if you want, yeah. Now, you had a few <laughs> things you wanted to mention. What's this? You've been traveling with seniors? Yeah, so um, my parents jumped on um, some train trip, and they ended up here in Saskatchewan with a whole bunch of Manitoba seniors, and oh boy, so there was <laughs> 45 of them, oh, uh, ranging from, I think the youngest was 75, and the oldest was 94, <laughs> and I'm not, how I'm not, no word of a lie, this was the conversation I heard. So George is talking and he's like, oh, you know, I've taught my granddaughter how to make YouTube videos and she is just so clever. She posts all these videos of her singing. Boom. My mom. She looks at George and goes, George, where does she put the film in the iPad? Where do you, where, where <laughs> Come on, are you in? serious? I'm not even, I'm, I looked, I'm like, no. And George was so <laughs> kind. He's like, there is no film. It's just in the iPad. Yeah, right. I knew there was about 40 more follow-up questions, but she was too embarrassed to ask. Yeah, right, point. exactly. And- <laughs> 
Yeah, it's funny, and your and your and your mom is a smart lady. But it's yes. funny how as you get older, and if you're not up to speed on the technology, right? I mean, it's crazy. I remember the first time I had to read something on the air here, and it was a hashtag. Yeah, I went uh, <laughs> read it for the first time. I went uh, pound mark. Pound sign. Pound sign, you know, like I didn't know what I was uh, even talking about. And then it's funny because this leads into a conversation I had in the newsroom the other day. We were talking about our parents as they get older. And I remember my mom reprogramming her universal TV remote from Winnipeg, and she's in Alberta. It happened once. It went on for hours, and I bought her a new TV. I just said, Mom, get rid of it. No, you did it. I did. I said, Mom, throw the remote away. I'm not going through this because the batteries are going to die and I'm going to be doing this again in a couple months or, you know, whatever. And I said, throw it away. New TV's on the way. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, we, I get very frustrated and I don't know about you, but like when I get around my parents, I literally turn back into 15 year old Fiona and I'm just like... My patients are so thin. Yes. It's not good. No. It's not good. Why do we do that? Okay. Because I do the same thing with my mom, you know? Like, I get excited if I'm going to see my mom. Oh, I'm excited to see my mom. And it lasts for, depends, right? <laughs> not very long, usually. And then all of a sudden, you're snapping at her, and you're right. You turn into that 15-year-old again. I know. Like, my poor dad, like, he's 85, and he looked at me so earnestly, and he's like, Fiona would you ever come and stay at the farm for like a week? I didn't even breathe. No. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I felt immediately like the worst person on the planet, yeah, you know? I, know? I love those two old crazies. I know. They're awesome. Yeah, but they do, they get frustrating. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah crazy. Uh, we were hey, frustrating any, too at one point. <laughs> yes, we were. Oh, I still am frustrating. I know that I'm still frustrating. Yeah. Uh, any shout outs, anything in the final couple minutes here, Fiona? Because, uh, you know, it's, well, uh, I'm sure it's not, you don't get to talk to many people here in, in Manitoba out there in Saskatchewan. <laughs> well, all to all my Manitoilet friends, I'm coming to town. I'm bringing the thunder. Yeah. I'm bringing Gainer. And you better be ready because Rider Nation is taking you guys by storm. It's oh, coming no. whether you like it or not. No, I hope Bring not. Bring it on. I hope Let's not. Let's go, Riders. Fiona, goodbye. <laughs> turn, Bye. Her, turn her down, Call Connor. Riders. Turn her down. <laughs> get out of here. Go. I love you. And and I know in her heart she's a Manitoban, but I get it. They've got they're bullying and pressuring you out there in Saskatchewan to cheer on their I'm kind of actually can I be honest with you, Connor? I'm a little nervous that I may have to do this damn video about her gopher. As soon as it popped up. It might, yeah, you I'm, know. I'm a little nervous. I just, I just really want, guys, listen, a win is going to take care of so much. It's going to get rid of all this chatter and noise around the game itself. Agreed. And it's going to mean I don't have to spend at least 30 seconds talking about that damn gopher with a bow tie. Soon as something's on the line. Yeah. Then it gets crazy. You know the guy earlier that said, Hal, don't say we and our when you're talking about the Bombers because yeah. you're not on the roster, you're not a member of the team? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm on the team now. Officially. If I got to talk about this damn gopher uh, <laughs> uh, on video and put it up on social media and all that stuff for at least 30 seconds, I'm on the team. Bomber spokesperson. Get the water boy over here. I need a drink of Gatorade. <laughs> I'm going in, coach. Go, Bombers, go. Come on, let's get a win. I want a good game, but I want a win. I need a win. And then let's win here, and then, man, we're 7-5, and and yeah, it's looking good.
us now to talk some football is Bob Irving. Good afternoon, Bob. Hello, Hal. How are you? I'm fine. I'm uh, looking forward to hitting the highway and driving to Regina later today for the annual Labor Day Classic, <laughs> which is uh, certainly a date that uh, I'm like everybody else, Hal. I kind of mark it on the calendar, look forward to it. It's always a big game, and the atmosphere for this game is... Uh, very unique. There's nothing quite like it. No, and I'll tell you, this year, uh, it's bigger than ever. Yeah, I think so. The, the records of these teams, the Bombers 5-5, five and five, the, the Riders 5-4, and four, the Bombers on a bit of a slide with two losses in a row, and, you know, are they in a slump? Are they headed for a lost season? All that sort of talk, and mm. so this game is going gonna, is gonna to play a role for sure. I think, though, if we can play well on Sunday, even if we lose the game, play well and then come back here and kick some butt, we're fine, right? Well, last year they lost the Labor Day game, Hal, in Regina, and they lost it quite badly and then came home and uh, beat the Riders quite badly at Investors Group yeah. Field. So, they had a better record last year, though. Yeah, they did. They had a 7-2 and two record going into the game last year as opposed to 5-5, five and five. but I'm with you. Losing this game's not the end of the world, and I'm not saying the Bombers are, but if mm. they did, it's not the end of the world. However, then the pressure would be enormous on them to win the game the following week to even their record at 6-6, six and because six, if you fall to 5-7, and seven, now you're really, really scrambling. Yeah. Again, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it would certainly seem like it. So, yeah, I, but if they could ever get this one, Hal, to, to start the week, you know, the back-to-back games off, what a, what a huge boost I think it would give to the Bombers and certainly to their fans who are, you know, kind of teetering on the brink of, uh, of you know, falling off the bandwagon, if I can use yeah, that term. Yeah, right. Well, a win takes care of a lot of problems, right? Exactly. You know, all this talk about Matt Nichols and all the points and yards they're giving up on defense and all this stuff. Go out and win a game. Yeah. Win a game, and then all the talking stops. It is a very simple uh, formula in pro sport. It has been, though, another week of distractions. How are the Bombers themselves, you're around them every day, how are they handling everything? Do they seem ready for this game, especially Matt Nichols? Well, they've all, the ones I've talked to have all told me, and Matt's the same, Hal, that they've just sort of shut everything out. They've uh, Chris Randall told me he's gone off social media. He doesn't want to see all that stuff. Um, Matt was asked on Tuesday about the, the stuff with Stiegel, and he said, hey, guys, and he just said it very politely. He's yep. such a class act, Hal. He said, I know you got a job to do, you guys, but I don't want to talk anymore about that. we got a huge game this weekend, and that's what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on our offense playing better, on me playing better. So that's the theme coming out of the Bomber locker room is all this other stuff is just noise. They know what their situation is, Hal. They know they've lost two in a row. They know they're 5-5 five and five and fighting for their playoff lives, even though there's still eight games to play. So, yeah, I think they've done a good job of focusing on the task at hand, and it's going to be a difficult task. I mean, winning there is never easy. No. The Bombers have lost 12 of the last 13 visits there. It's just a tough atmosphere to play in, and the Riders have won two in a row, and they got a pretty good club, so this is a, it's a major challenge for the Bombers. Well, and some great matchups around the CFL this weekend, too. Maybe talk a bit about those, Bob. Well, Edmonton-Calgary, of course, uh, you know, that's the one that uh, CFL fans always look forward to, whether you're a, an Albertan or not. And that's, uh, I mean, if anybody's going to slow Calgary down and, and take a run at first in the West, uh, you know, it has to be Edmonton, and they're going to have to win the game. Uh, on Monday in Calgary, and that won't be easy for them. And then, you know, Hamilton and Toronto. 
uh, is the Eastern Labor Day Classic, and mm-hmm. the Argos are kind of scrambling at three and six. The Tiger Cats are four and five. So that's a key game as well. It's interesting. The BC Lions have never had a traditional rival on this Labor Day weekend, and they've got a bye this weekend. The the, the CFL Labor Day weekend starts with uh, Montreal and Toronto, or sort of Montreal and Ottawa playing tonight. So it's great for six teams because they have these sort of built-in natural rivals that go back decades. Mm-hmm. But for BC and, and Montreal and Ottawa, it's a little bit different. Bob, set it up for Sunday. When does it all get going here on CJOB? What do you got planned on the pregame kickoff? All that, please. Well, it's a 1 o'clock start in Regina, so that's 2 o'clock here. We're still an hour ahead of them uh, is the kickoff. We'll be on. Doug and I will be on the air. Eddie Tate will join us at noon with the pregame show, and you'll hear from a bunch of Blue Bombers, including Matt Nichols. We'll have some rider voices on there as well. Rob Vanstone, the columnist for the Leader Post, will join us to bring us up to speed on what's going on in Saskatchewan and uh, We'll set it all up for you over a two-hour period, and then they'll kick it off in noisy Mosaic Stadium just after 2 o'clock. And, Bob, again, let me just say on the air, congratulations on 45 years here at CGOB. I was part of a real nice lunch yesterday. I know there's more stuff planned for next week. I guess the actual anniversary for you is is next week. Is it Monday? Well, it's September 1st is my first day at CGOB back in 1973. So. Wow. Whatever September 1st is would have been my first day, and it's been a great ride, Hal. I can't believe how quickly 45 years has gone by. Yeah, that's tomorrow, by the way. So I came back yesterday. Kathy Kennedy did my first hour so I could be at that lunch yesterday, and I I told everybody where I was and how great it was to be there. And I told them that you told the story at the table yesterday about how you got the job at CJOB. Can you tell that story now? I told them you would. Well, it was kind of a chance meeting with Ken Nicholson. Ken the Friar Nicholson was the sports director at CJOB. I, I had met him a couple of times before when I was working at CKX in Brandon. So during the Grey Owl Golf Tournament in June of 1972, I bumped into Ken Friar Nicholson in the parking lot at the golf tournament just by chance. And we're chatting away, and he asked me how everything was going. And then he said, oh, by the way, uh, Ken Rogers just, just quit CGOB. We've got an opening in the sports department. If you're interested, why don't you send in a tape? And I said, if I'm interested. So uh, in went the tape, and a couple of months later, I got a call from John Cochran, who was the program director, offering me the job for $600 a month. Hal, I was making 380 at CKX <laughs> and Brandon, and uh, you know I couldn't say yes fast enough. But if, if I don't bump into the front, in the parking lot yeah. at the Grey Owl Golf Tournament. Who knows? I, I don't know about the job, and who knows? Yeah. And then how did the football start, and how long after you started here did the football part of it start? Well, it was shortly after. We had both the football, the Bomber, and the Winnipeg Jets in the WHA broadcast rights, and Ken Nicholson was doing the play-by-play of both of them. And uh, Del Sexsmith was a program director at that time, and he came to me one day just out of the blue and said, hey, you're going to have to do the football. Uh, we have too many conflicts in the in the games, the schedules. And I said, oh, okay. I said, I've never done play-by-play, you know. I was still a <laughs> wet behind the ears cover reporter. He says, ah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Uh, so <laughs> there, I, there I started my, uh, my Blue Bomber career. Boy, and you were better than fine, my friend. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It was... It was exciting. It really was to do play-by-play. It still is, Hal. 45 years later, yeah. uh, the games are still a blast. 
Well, you are the best at it, my friend. Hey, uh, one more story. I asked you yesterday at the table and you told this story because I had never heard it before. Happy Honker. Where did that come from? Where did Cactus Jack get that? Well, it was just sort of out of the blue. As I best recall, out of the blue after one of the Bomber games, and Cactus Jack was involved in our broadcast along with Kenny Plain and Jack Matheson and Mitch Salinoski and a host of others. Uh, and he, uh, on our post-game show, decided that uh, he was going to pick a player who, in his eyes, had uh, played an outstanding game or done something special in the game. And at the end of his description of why he chose this player, he said, okay, now all of you out there, honk your horns if you agree with my choice. And, of course, then the horns start blasting. And we had started this great Happy Honker Award thing. And it was kind of an impromptu thing that Cactus would do. And Cactus did a lot of impromptu things. Yeah. And it it just took off. And the horns throughout the city are blowing. And uh, we just carried it on for uh, a number of years. I can't remember exactly how many. But that was a Cactus Jack Wells creation. Yeah, great stuff. Excellent stories. Bob, enjoy Sunday. Go Bombers, go. We need this win bad. Okay, I'll appreciate talking to you as always. Just after the 2.30 news, so Dr. Cyrus Dirksen is here. Hey, Doc. Hello. How are you? Very good. Very good. I Looking forward you, uh, to the weekend. Yes, me as well. I'm going to head up to the lake right after this. My wife and her mother are waiting, and it's going to be a, a nice weekend. I should remind people, though, that we're all going to be here on Monday. We don't get mm. Monday off. Are you taking Monday off, Doc? Yes. Good. <laughs> well, sure. Yes. I'm sorry. Because you know it's, it's good for people's mental health yes. to take the break. It is good. Yes. Uh, but we'll be here just to remind people we will be on the air Monday talking about hopefully a bomber victory. Uh, a few things we're going to talk about today, and I just want to mention you can always get more info and contact for Dr. Cyrus at drcyrus.com, D-R-S-Y-R-A-S, Dot com. Let's start with the pumpkin spice story because Ooh. I've been on this uh, for a little while and, and I think people have had enough of it. I hear cinnamon bun is the new fall flavor that's going to oh. take over pumpkin spice. But you're going to talk a little bit about the psychology behind the obsession yes. uh, for this flavor. What is the psychology? I'm curious to hear what you have uh, determined. Well, the uh, if you wanted to use the technical uh, psychology term... It would be called reactance theory. That sounds kind of impressive, maybe a little bit to some people. Uh, but basically, it just means limited time offer. Uh, when you don't have uh, enough of something or when you don't have enough time to get something, uh, people react and they want it more. They had, uh, this goes back to 1966 when a study by Jack Bem uh, looked at this and he was had some some media tracks, and he, they had the participants in the study rate them. Which one did they want more? And they knew that their ratings would kind of influence which one they would get at the end. They got one of them, one of the four. And so they were rating them, and they, and they gave ratings. And then one group of these people later on was told, oh, we need you to re-rate them because, uh, because one of them isn't available, and it's the third one. And then, so we're not sure if we're going to have enough of those. So we have to re-rate them with that in mind. And those groups all of a sudden really wanted the one that was not maybe going to make it to them. So and they, they kind of stumbled on this. They, they increased their uh, ratings of that one that may not make it in because of a shipment problem they were seeing in the experiment. And it went up by like 67%. 
for that one that they were maybe not going to get. So that was the reactants. They would react to this news that this thing might not be available and they really wanted it more. And so pumpkin spice latte is here, but it's only here for a limited time only. And uh, it makes you want it more. It makes you want to enjoy it because it's so that's, seasonal. That's interesting. So that's why we hear about these, uh, you know, is that why then we're interested in, you know, it's a... Uh, um, uh, a big sale, for example, oh, right? Yeah. You know, so same theory? Yep, same theory. We react to this stuff. Uh, unfortunately, we are reactive people, human beings. And and it's not the only thing that's, uh, you know, the limited time offer is F, uh, FTO or sorry, LTO. Um, there's all these kind of different sayings that they have, like FOMO or whatever, like yeah, fear, which, of missing fear out. Fear missing out. Right? So I can't keep up with all these. I came I, up with another one because I was oh, so excited okay. about I wanted to make one. Good. So I came up with FTL, follow the leader, which isn't quite accurate because it's more like follow the group or something like that. But people also see everybody. Yeah. And they, they see everybody using this uh, or, or buying pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. Uh, PTL. Pump- <laughs> don't do it. But then don't we reach a point, and I think we have now reached that point with pumpkin pumpkin spice. Okay. Don't we reach a point where it's like, okay, enough. Enough <laughs> pumpkin spice. Saturation. Right. <laughs> right. Don't Maybe we? another kind of reactance, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it happens. I don't have a nice study for it, but I think that you're right. I think that people kind of can get, you know, sick of it, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you're getting sick of something, it's almost the opposite, I would guess, of yeah. limited time offer where mm-hmm. it's like overload yeah. and it's no longer... You avoid it, I think. Yeah, it's no longer something that's sought after because it, you might not get it. Mm-hmm. It's more like, I mean, now what I hear is people walking down the aisles and it's like pumpkin spice Oreos and pumpkin spice this and pumpkin spice that. And it's like, it's everywhere. Yeah. And so it's not so much of a limited time offer. It's not scarce anymore. Right. And yeah. so maybe that maybe that's canceling it out. I think it did all start at Starbucks. I think that's where it began yeah. with the yeah. cough, with the latte flavor. And then now every year they just announced on Tuesday, okay, today is the day pumpkin spice is back at Starbucks and they make this big deal out of it. But I, I've always had an interest in um, advertising and marketing right. because there's so many cool things that happen in that business where you know they try and mess with our brains right oh they do tons they do all the time did you know they made 100 million from pumpkin spice latte in just one fall that was starbucks wow. 100 million dollars isn't that crazy eh? just crazy yeah nuts crazy um okay a couple other things we're going to talk about today what is the target effect and then you're going to explain uh why it makes us impulse shop but what is the target effect what well, is that I like that we're doing this topic now because we it kind of is talking about all these crazy ways that yeah. people are trying to get us to buy things like the marketing and the target effect is it's not one thing I think it's a reference my reading of it is it is a reference to just the many ways that when you walk into a big box office store, uh, or big box store that you kind of uh, are enticed to make large purchases, and there's a number of them. Mm-hmm. I have to say, the one that I could not, you know, with 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 my psychology brain, I could not figure out. Maybe somebody can help me with this. Is that we apparently purchase more, or you could say, like to shop in a counterclockwise rotation around a store. In a counterclockwise. So that would mean that so you would starting on right, the right go side. in the door right and go around. Uh, yeah, start on the right side and go wrong. Uh, go that's around. probably true. As I think about it now, yeah. I think that's the way I shop in a that, store. And when you think about, like, when I think about the IKEA on Keniston, you know, like you go in. I'm just thinking about that store. You go yep. in on the right side, right? And that's a recent build. And uh, so I don't know. It's like, but why is that? Yeah, I I really don't know. 
but they've studied our movements so carefully that they know this about us. Is it because most of us are right-handed? You know, oh. we begin by turning right going in the store and... Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Huh. It, it's. But that's that. Well, that's exactly more to learn. I'm, yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. All these cool little things that they've figured out about us humans, and they use it to their advantage when, when selling stuff. Another one that I like is, okay, normally you think of... Uh, whether you own, whether you purchase something or whether you haven't purchased it, like whether you own it, like I own it, it's mine, I, I bought it with money, mm-hmm. or I don't own it. But what they've actually done is they've broken this down into ownership as a, as a psychological idea. And that would be like shopaholics have a feeling of ownership very quickly when they're interacting with a product. And it's not, they haven't even bought it yet. They haven't paid, they haven't put down the money for it, but they have a feeling that they own it already. So if they were actually to put it back down on the shelf in the store, they're not putting something back down that belongs to the store. It's already theirs. It's, they're actually having to give it away to the store now because they, in, in, in their emotions, they're, it's like they're losing something that they've owned. It's like mm-hmm. they're giving it away uh, or giving it up. And it apparently... This happens fairly quickly for most of us. Like, there's a big difference if you've interacted with something for just a few seconds and if you've interacted with it for, like, 30 seconds. So they give people, like, a mug, and they have them, and the longer they interact with this mug, holding it, looking at it, the more that they're willing to pay for it in an auction. Now, I would have thought, well, you you look at it more, maybe you kind of not just get attached to it, but you kind of realize more about it and you don't really want it. Like, you're just evaluating something. Mm-hmm. But here we go with test drives when you go, like, uh, buying cars and things like this. Oh, you know, take a test drive. Interact with my product. By the end of the test drive, I already own the car. Now I just have to find out how much I have to pay for it. Mm. It's just... It's, it's so interesting to kind of think about how ownership is something that is more psychological necessarily yeah. than kind of something to do with who owns the deed or who has that, yeah. you know? That reminds me of a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago with Ian Rabb up at Aurora Recovery Center by okay. Gimli. And I was asking him about, well, I didn't know at the time, but apparently they're called process addictions. So oh. not addictions to drugs, but addictions to things like shopping, for example, mm. or video games and right. stuff. Do you see people coming to your practice, shopaholics, and people that say, I've, I've got a problem with shopping, Doc, or I've got a problem with video games? Do you see a lot of addiction or, or, on that level or just drugs and alcohol? No, no. We have people who come in with all kinds of uh, addictions. I haven't had somebody kind of come in and say, like, this is my reason for being here is I shop too much. But mm-hmm. there's often a lot of things in the background that people realize that they're using to cope. So they might say, like, I'm anxious and anxiety is my problem and I'm finding that I'm uh, I'm shopping too much, you know, and that's one way that I'm soothing myself. Right. And a lot of this... Sort it, of a symptom of Yeah, like problem. a symptom and they still want to deal with it. They don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, just thinking about kind of uh, unwise purchases is uh, bipolar. People who are manic will often take risky behaviors. That just jumped into my mind because that's often... Something I ask people when they're when I'm assessing for mania, I'll ask like because oftentimes when you're manic, uh, when, or when if somebody was manic, they would um, do risky behaviors, and one of the most common ones would be um, unwise purchases, mm-hmm. you know, things that they would regret so easy. Yeah. Uh, but when you're talking about these addictions, it actually kind of relates to the target effect because oftentimes what they're manipulating is your dopamine, which is kind of a reward center in your brain, mm-hmm. and they're trying to help you. They're manipulating that reward center in order to get you to purchase more. Mm. And so it is kind of like leaning on an addiction process uh, or an addiction kind of a, a part of your brain that's more related to addiction. Yeah. And uh, and they do it in, in a number of ways. Uh, well, another one that was kind of interesting was they put 
you know, like to put food, like a, you know, a cinnamon shop, like a cinnamon bun shop or uh, like an ice cream shop or something like that in or a fast food restaurant in the store. And apparently they're not even hoping to make money off of it. And uh, they're not trying to fuel your energy like I thought in order to help you to buy more. Apparently having food around you and smelling the food and, and having that kind of, especially like fatty or sugary foods puts you in a mindset to kind of like, to kind of indulge and, and do these things. And even if you resist, even if you don't like stop at the McDonald's, uh, you've used up a bunch of your willpower, which is a kind of limited resource. So they'll get you later. So they'll get you later. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to eat in the McDonald's. Okay, good. I did it. And then you walk <laughs> into the store and you're like, Oh, now I'm tired. Maybe I'll buy this. <laughs> like, so they get you either way. Whether you yeah. eat at the McDonald's or not, you're, you're still yeah. giving to the store by having it there. Yeah. And, uh, and it's kind of related to your, uh, either the resistance from yeah. your dopamine yeah. or the indulgence in it. Hey, we're going to talk about the deep wrinkles in your forehead and uh, that being a risk factor or showing uh, you have a better chance of dying of cardiovascular illness. We're going to talk about that in a second, but of course, we're all getting fired up for the Bombers and the Riders, mm, right? The Labor yes. Day Classic on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we've we've had a couple of weeks where, you know, there's been a lot of noise around the team. Team's not playing well. We're talking about, oh, the quarterback, and then, you know, <laughs> somebody said this, and then that person apologizes. All this other <laughs> stuff that has nothing to do with the game. Oh. Um, it, but, you know, just from a fan perspective, why do we get so, uh, just your initial thoughts, and, sure. and I'm throwing this at you out of left field here, but why do we become fans of a team? Why are we so diehard and dedicated? Okay, well, I thought you were going, I'll, I'll answer it in another way, because this is, you know, um, oftentimes people will get riled up because they get attached to these teams. They get so diehard right. that you see these these dramas and you get all, you experience it um, like vicariously. And uh, so it just brings to mind uh, something that might be interesting. And that is that they've kind of looked at people's reactions in their brains. And um, if somebody was to come up to somebody that you love, let's say your partner or your child, and they were to say, oh, you know, uh, they're ugly. And they look at their reaction in that person's brain, right? Like they take an MRI or whatever, I don't know. And then they take a reaction of your brain too. uh, And it's very similar. So you're responding as if you were just called ugly. Ah. And so the more, basically it comes down to this, the more that you identify with a person, place, or thing, such as a sports team, the more that when that is insulted, you're insulted. Mm. And so I often am talking about this in couples counseling and things like this because people are trying to say, no, no, it's not you. You know what I mean? It's your child. They're just like, you know, like if it's a stepson or something, I just can't, I can't stand them, you know, but it's not you and the, and the person, and then they wonder, why is my spouse reacting so strong? I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about their child, you know, like I, and I'm having a problem and it's like, well, it's as if you're saying I've got a problem with you in, you know, emotionally. And so when somebody says your team sucks, your team sucks, you're saying I suck. Right. Or yeah. And you take it personally or when some, or when there's conflict in the team, it's like unsettling, like, um, it's like there's having conflict in yourself. Like it's, it's, yeah. So you're, you're wrapped up in all of the emotions that are happening over in that thing, especially the more you've identified with it, the wow. more die hard, the more your emotions are being uh, affected by what's happening to the team. So you're going to have the ups and downs with the team and uh, away you go. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.